Golden Spiral Media presents Chester's Mill Gazette, an Under the Dome podcast. Hey, Domeheads, it's time. Doug and Karen are ready to deliver the latest issue of Chester's Mill Gazette and share their thoughts on this week's episode of Under the Dome. Are you ready? Here are your hosts, Doug and Karen. Hi, everyone. This is Mackenzie Lintz. I play Nori on Under the Dome, and you're reading the Chester's Mill Gazette. Well, thank you very much, Mackenzie, and thank you for reading this issue of the Chester's Mill Gazette. I am obituary desk chief, a rather busy Doug Payton. And I am construction tool reviewer, also a very busy one, Karen <laughs> Lindsay. We're hot off the presses with this issue for season two, episode 13, Go Now. Go Mackenzie now. was really good last night, I thought. Especially, we, we finally had a really good, I thought, uh, scene with Joe and just her trying to deal with what's going to happen in the future with my, my life. You know, this is what my mm-hmm. life was before. And she, uh, well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But yeah, I thought yeah. that was a great scene there. Yeah, I, she did really great last night. I just it struck me when you played the little clip there. So good job, Mackenzie. Great season, indeed. And for the last time this season, I'm going to run down the masthead. We are published by Golden Spiral Media at goldenspiralmedia.com/dome. You can check out all our back issues there and hear what we said about previous episodes. If you wanted to, sus- well, if you would like to, sus- sus- but I would prefer you subscribe. In iTunes to any Golden Spiral Media podcast, go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes and you'll see them all laid out, nice and uh, laid out for you there. So pretty. Yes. Uh, You can buy the book under the dome or get the season one DVDs or even pre-order the season two DVDs from Amazon on a link from that site. And a portion of that purchase price, if you use the link, will go to support this podcast and all the GSM podcasts. And speaking of supporting... There's also a link to the GSM Patreon site. You can contribute to Golden Spiral Media, and depending on your level of Patreonage, you get some pretty cool bonuses there. So read up on that, and uh, we've gone through that before. You can get your name on uh, the, uh, the site or on a podcast, or you know, get to, it's interesting get an get an answering machine message from the host of your choice. That would be cool. That's right. I'd pick Corey. Ooh, yes. No offense, but you know, an Australian host yeah. that would be cool. Yeah. And uh, the writers for this uh, last episode of the th- uh, second season uh, was Caitlin Parrish and Catherine Humphreys, Humphreys, I guess. And oh, the director sure. was Jack Bender. Kiss my shiny email last. <laughs> he's, he's, he's done a couple of those. Quite a few yes. this season. Yep. So this was, uh, this was very interesting, uh, the interesting episode. I wonder... Uh, uh, how, how much? How many uh, edits the writers had to do to really come up with exactly how they're going to do this? Yeah, it was a twisty one. It certainly was. Well, let's get to some of the news here, and we have some very good news for the ratings this week. We considering do. wow the blockbusters we had to deal with. That's true. Well, one blockbuster and one not so blockbuster. Um, well, I'm thinking too of lead-ins to uh, oh, you know, yeah, all yeah, these yeah. other things. Oh man, the whole night was season or series series premieres, you know? Right. And uh, what did we have? Dancing with the Stars, The Voice, uh, all kinds of things. So let's talk about 10 p.m. at the very least. Um, the season finale of Under the Dome earned a 1.8, and last week we were at a 1.6, so it was up two tenths. Adult 18 to 49. So the blacklist, on the other hand, wow. Um, and, you know, I Lewis don't want to split my loyalties, <laughs> but, you know, it's going to be on in the fall. It's not really competition for Under the Dome. So I can say without hesitation, the blacklist is amazing. It's one of my favorite shows. So I'm kind of happy, but it got a 3.4 rating in the 18 to 49. We're not going to, you know, talk it down. No, and we even have a, a, we have another Golden Spiral Media podcast for that too. The Blacklist we Exposed. Do. 
That's right. That's Troy, right? Troy. Sir and Troy Heinrich, yes. Sir Troy. Um, and it got a 10 share, um, 12.5 million viewers. That's crazy. And it was a really good episode. So listen to the Blacklist Exposed podcast as well. Um, so CBS is Under the Dome came in second with a 1.8 and a five share, so half, um, with 7.6 million viewers. But that was still up. For Under the Dome, and for it being on all summer and up against a premiere where there was a huge kind of, you know, cliffhanger last season for the Blacklist, um, and people really were anticipating the premiere, That's I think that's pretty good. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And then Forever premiered on ABC. It premiered Forever. Yeah, in Castle's time slot, so it already had that going against it. Against it? Oh. Yeah, and I I liked the premiere, but I really don't think it, I don't know. There's things against it already. I'm not going to go into that here, but um, I think it's a decent show. So if you don't watch The Blacklist, well, no, it's on Tuesdays now. If you don't watch Person of Interest, give it a shot, but you should be watching Person of Interest. Um, Forever got a 1.5. It came in third in the 18 to 49 uh, demo. Got a four share. And it got 8.30 million viewers. So it got more viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, but in in the, you know, the money demo, it, it got a one. I need a I need a cha-ching sound effect. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, for a premiere, it, it did very poorly. Yeah. So. Well, again, it had a lot, it had a uh, a season premiere of a big time show, the blacklist. It had a season finale of Under the Dome. Uh, mm-hmm. To come up against, so you know, uh, two established shows already, so it was going right. to lose out. And when it goes into its regular time slot, that might be a better uh, well, judge. We'll talk about that tomorrow, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's TV by the numbers, and then Hit Fix uh, says the Big Bang Theory helped push The Voice to a relatively low fall launch, though Blacklist returned with a big with big numbers to dominate the under the dome finale and carry NBC to a win among young viewers 10 p.m the blacklist closed prime time with the 12.45 million viewers and a 3.4 rating among adults 18 to 49 for NBC ABC's forever sneak averaged 8.26 million viewers for second and a 1.5 key demo rating for third Compared to the 7.56 million viewers and 1.8 key demo rating for CBS's Under the Dome finale. We kept our core viewers, I guess, for Under the Dome mm-hmm. for the finale, and a few more. I think, isn't yes. this a, a, a season high, 1.8? If it's is. not, it's pretty darn close. It's a tie, I think. Okay, yeah. High. So I think, we did, I, uh, I think we did pretty good. We held on to the core sh- viewers. We didn't lose them. I should have researched that. No problem. Sorry, Doug. One other thing I want to mention is that Troy Heinrichs and Aaron Peterson, I had forgotten the name. I just oh. looked that up while we were talking. They're doing here. the Blacklist. And they are podcast. doing the Blacklist blacklist Exposed. So, yes, I want to give credit to both of them. Awesome. So listen to that, guys, if you watch the Blacklist. Indeed. It's a great show. Okay. So, wow. Let us get to our episode discussion of the season finale. And our front page headline, Junior jars Jim, justifiably. Barbie brings his babe to the brink, but can't cross the chasm. Nice. Wow. You did a good job this week. I I had to bring in three alliterations. Yeah. Now, is that jars like Andrea's jars? No, he jars him like, you know, kind of catches you by surprise. Okay. With a bullet. Because you spelled it jars like canning jar well but, i think it's the same spelling isn't it no it's no two R's in the other. oh oh okay it's all right what do i know? i liked the canning jars thing though i was that hired cool. not for my spelling uh acumen <laughs> it's okay it still has a j works great oh, all right at least it wasn't a g or something yeah no i gave this episode i was thinking about it and thinking about it usually you think you know the season finale big build up big you know Answers to questions or, you know, big question at the end. And and you'd think a 10. But no, I, I gave it a 9. 9 cc's of morphine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's because it was, it was 
There was a lot of things, there were a lot of things that I was kind of hoping this season would answer, and they did not. Right. Uh, a lot of stuff that was uh, taken taken up in season one that I thought they could at least deal with in season two before going to maybe, you know, all the answers in three, but nothing happened. We just got more, le- you know, we we got the people coming back from the dead, these apparitions, not coming back from the dead, literally, but these apparitions of dead people in the first season and a little bit in the beginning of the second. We had weird meteorological issues during the second season. What's the purpose? We, you know, right. everybody's trying to get out, but there's really not even a hint that the what everybody's almost it looks like everybody's coming out or you know Mel's bringing him to the promised land whatever but still don't know who it is or even little hints of who might be doing this and uh why all these uh, maladies and um you know just we're just almost getting out without mm-hmm. without answering these questions i i hope yep. we get that in the third season but i was kind of hoping for a little bit of that in this one yeah, I agree. More questions than answers for me. Uh, so I give it an 8.5 Amazing Technicolor Butterflies. <laughs> One of them had to be named Joseph, huh? Yeah, it had to be, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think the finale was pretty exciting for Under the Dome. Uh, there was a lot of good action happening, a lot of forward movement, definitely. But it was forward movement that didn't answer anything. No. Uh, it was just a lot of action that kind of, uh, I don't know. Forward forward moving and uh, kind of into the dark, though. Yeah, kind of, exactly. Uh, figuratively and literally, but anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, let's get into uh, what happened here. Uh, we, we, you know, Pauline is not doing so well at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. Yeah, a knife to the back will do that to you. Mm-hmm. And she says... She has this, uh, I guess, from her visions and whatnot, she realizes the dome chose Julia. She wasn't around for the monarch choosing her and all that, but she just has that uh, had that vision. But there was somebody else. She couldn't see who it was in one of her visions. Uh, so we, we find out at the end, but that's, you know, kind of the question for this particular uh, episode. Mm-hmm. But um, so th- I thought that was good that that she was having... I mean, I don't know if there was a painting or anything like that, but and maybe this was just a recent vision. She didn't have a chance to uh, to actually put to uh, brush to uh, paper or whatever her medium of choice is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then immediately, though, we f- we we get some weird again. This weird meteor- meteorological stuff with the lightning showing up. I don't know why right. a shrinking dome creates lightning. I don't know. Maybe it's static electricity. Eh, maybe. Be. Or the pressure, the barometric pressure thing, which they never really got into, but they mentioned. Yeah, so. yeah that's true. That's true. But uh, we have to go back out to the Tilden farm, the fellow whom we met first when his uh, pigs were dying and uh, because Jim and Rebecca were creating a little uh, swiney, fluey thingy. Now, you would think with all the commotion that's happening... And having to save people, they would just say, you know, if they can't get there by themselves, then sorry. But I get it. They wanted to save the kid and Tom. But I don't know. Did they really have time to think about one particular person? Well, I guess when they got there, before they got there, they didn't know what the issue was. With all the shaking, rattling, and rolling going on, the equipment fell Mm -hmm. on Tom. But so... yeah. You know, what if it is just, you know, he sprained his ankle or something? Well, you know. Okay. So, and then, so Barbie tries to, you know, be the uh, be the Superman there. Mm-hmm. And using Didn't his physics. Work. No. And then the lightning, uh, nothing comes by and finishes the job off. Ugh. Nope. So, too bad for Tom. He'll be in our obituary section. Oh, that was terrible with his son looking on. Oh, yeah, especially. Mm, very sad. Well, Sam, you know, Jim is is trying to push Sam to, you know, perform a miracle here. But, you know, he's got no equipment. We're in the in the uh, the high school, for crying out loud. And he wants him to operate on Pauline. Really? Yeah, because we don't have the clinic set anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You're sure of that? Yes, it is. Yes. (laughs) And I can can, I'm with I'm with Sam. It's like, you know, Jim, you just got to got to, you know, there's only so much you can do. He's really, 
Jim is still under the impression that his entire family has kind of been chosen. For right. what? Who knows? But, you know. Yeah, he's special. I and mean, Pauline I think is, that's yeah. his power thing is he's special. So whatever he wants, the dome should give it to him. And later on, I either here or later on, he tells, you know, Sam, hey, look, this is we're, we're we were chosen. This is just another challenge, you know. Right, right. Not, so well. the dome is putting him through his paces in order to test him. Yeah. And, you know, once it fails him once and for all, that's it. He breaks later. And and I don't I don't think he gets it. Sam is is Pauline's brother. If anyone would go that extra distance, it would be Sam. Right. I and agree. Sam yeah. is even conceding. There's nothing I could do. So he really should understand you know, if anyone would save her, it would be Sam. And he just can't do it. So He has bought hook, line, and sinker this uh, idea that the yep. whole family has been chosen. And therefore, there's got to be some miracle that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And later on, he's expecting a miracle from the gnome. Hey, you bring her back from the dead, or I'm going to, you know, yep. kill all of your, uh, you know, Scooby gang. Right. Well, to be fair, people have come back from the dead. Mm, yes, that's true. Maybe he just so, has to wait 25 years. Maybe. And it was one of the original four hands. Yeah. So, hmm. Well, Hunter can't seem to get a signal at the crater. They're thinking, oh, maybe we can get some uh, some signal out here, but it's not really, uh, uh, the crater doesn't really do it. it. We found out that it's really uh, the, uh, the energy company, Acteon, outside that's really right. in charge of that. And as we know... And someone Hunter, Hunter ought to have known too. Taken. Well, no, but I mean, he, the dad, can't even do anything because he's. Oh, that's maybe true. Yeah, still yeah. taken. Dawn. Ah, uh, we don't know what's happened to him. Yeah, we didn't. Right. Go, we did not go back to Zenith uh, in we this episode. We didn't see him at all. <laughs> that's another thing that I was a little disappointed about. Yeah, so yeah. They just left that dangling. So where's the egg? Hello. Yeah. The, the main plot point of the whole story. <laughs> And Joe kind of talks down Nori from, you know, extreme, yeah. you know, panic there. But at the same time, he goes to explore the crater, which I would think might be more panic-inducing, you know. Might exacerbate, yes. Yes, I could see that. But um, I have to say, that is one thing that I thought, well, that's something that I have been looking for all season, is someone actually starting to experience something hitting them because the time hasn't passed mm -hmm. fast. She's finally getting grief over her mother because they're about to leave. So it's hitting her. All of this has happened. So I'm guessing that it's because they've been fighting for their lives in this dome that maybe things haven't hit them right. That, yeah. When you're fighting for your life, that kind of pushes everything else aside. Right. So now they feel like they're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel as it was. Ha ha. Get it? Light at the end of the tunnel. Um, thank you. <laughs> and now it's kind of pressing on her. And I think, you know, that explosion came out and I thought, oh, well, finally, they're showing someone having feelings about something that happened in the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of happy about that. And I think uh, Mackenzie did a really good job. With that, uh, she really Sold looked, it. yeah, distraught, and I think she did a great job. So, and the again, Scooby two thumbs up. No, oh, yeah, and the Scooby Gang down in the crater. We saw you were talking uh, last week about some of the uh, promo shots of the uh, the tunnels down there that they looked like they were using those little purple string lights or something like that, uh, or rope yeah, lights. The tube you know. lights, yeah. yeah. But it looked a little better, I guess. It looked uh, better with the dark lighting. And yes. I think the point there was it, it was sort of like the egg stuff. Maybe there's more power going on down there, too. Right. Yeah, it looked like a bigger version of the egg almost. Hmm. Like the outside of the egg. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe when the egg was buried under the ground, it had other... Well, this is where the things. meteorite had right. landed. So maybe there's pieces of it. Right. So the, oh, what was that called? I had the name for the thing, right? <laughs> the rock that was around it. Uh, whatever I said the last time, 
the, <laughs> the rock was. Um, it's a crystal, so it can definitely grow. Yeah. Oh, okay. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm guessing it grew and flourished down there into the walls of the cave. And that may be what's powering all of this. Yeah. Or or at least maybe the dome is shrinking, but the it won't shrink completely because it's got, you know, that, some power there. Yeah. Right. But the egg is the main power. The egg is the big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pauline finds out that Lyle's dead. And when it wasn't really focused on much, but when she hears about that, you can kind of see the, the, the look of disappointment on her face. Mm-hmm. Uh, Although... <laughs> She really shouldn't be that disappointed. <laughs> right? I mean... Well, except that she could trust him more than Jim now. Um, well, except for the fact that, okay, he stabbed her in the back. Right. Um, but she is still, you know, I, I can see where she'd still be a little, you know, given the choice between the two, given their past... None of the above. Yeah, it's... it's, it's you're making it making it a real tough choice here. Yeah, yeah, none of the above, I say. Boy, she she doesn't make uh, she doesn't pick the pick the right guys, does she? No, no, she does not. She's she's the woman that when the cops come, she goes, "But I love him." <laughs> <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Well, I'm sorry, but no, uh, none of the above. Hmm. That they have both tried to kill her, right? At some point. Yeah. So yeah. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's time for her to pick somebody else. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, but, go ahead. No, go ahead. All right. Well, I see Pauline thinks that she can paint her paint her way out of this, essentially. Okay. Sorry. I don't think that's the case. I think she was just sending them away so that she can ask Rebecca to end her life. Ah. And she had to wait till later for that to actually happen. I think she had to wait until they left to say something because she knew that Jim wouldn't let her go well she says she saw her own death and we actually do see something of that uh in one of the paintings when jim is in the uh, shed there later on yeah right i just i don't think she wants to paint anything at that point i think she says go get my brushes and canvas so she can get uh, becky so that she can talk to rebecca yeah she called her becky don't call her becky well yeah but wasn't she one of her students uh could I don't know. I think she was. I don't recall that one. Yeah. They knew each other. Well, the monarch down in the tunnels there shows the Scooby gang which way to go. And, you know, they're running and running and Daphne, running. Daphne, Vilma. You like that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And, Who's and Scrappy Doo? And Fred. I think Joe is Fred. Okay. I don't know if there's a Scrappy Doo or not. I'm trying Don't to you fa- think Barbie's Fred? Barbie could be... Um, well, he could be, yeah. He could be a, sh- a shaggy too. Zoinks. Okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> But they're they're running through these tunnels, you know, run, 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 and run, jump, run. jumping over crevices for crying out loud. Slow down, gang, it's dark. Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh man. That seemed a little much. I wouldn't be able to do it. I can't see in three D anymore. <laughs> I would never make it. So yeah, I, I thought that was a little I thought that was a little um uh a little foolish it was to be a, running that fast. It was a huge crevice, too. It was pretty big. Well, it wasn't, not, not when they first got down there. I wouldn't be able to jump it. But, but uh, yeah, I, it, 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 seemed, it seemed to be okay. But they, they finally, they scope this all out, and they come back and let everybody know that there is, in fact, uh, some tunnels down there, I hope. The, yeah. I guess everybody's assuming it's going to lead out. Nobody actually went to the end to find out, you know? No, but <laughs> I guess that's a good thing, because... You know, it started to shake apart and no one would have been able to get back to say anything. Yeah, that's true. So they get out of there pretty quick. Mm-hmm. There was a line Barbie had soon after this where, and like you said, it's the earth is shaking and it's shakes, you know, up on the, on the, on the surface there. And Barbie says the time between these contractions are getting shorter. He's talking about the mm-hmm. contracting of the dome. But, you know, when you use that phraseology, you're usually talking about a pregnant woman. So it's like, is the dome going to be... I don't know, giving birth or something. There may be maybe well, something in season three where it, it's something it comes out of this. Right. And they went into a light or they're going to go into oh, a light there. That's true. A little, little, uh-huh. uh, little tunnel coming out to the light. Wow. Yeah. And it, like I've said for like last year and this year, when you and I've been talking, there's been a lot of symbology about 
you know, life and death and, mm-hmm. and rebirth and things like that. So that would definitely make sense. It, them coming out of the dome would be a rebirth of sorts. Them, you know, coming out the other end of this, of this uh, experience, I guess, mm-hmm. would be a rebirth. Yeah. You can, you can kind of um, link it, you know, a lot of these things, the, the, um, the contracting, the earthquakes, the uh, the the tunnels, the light, all that into, as into a um, kind of a rebirth, a, a, a literal you know rebirth type uh, situation. Mm-hmm. There, that's I hadn't thought about that, but wow, that is really that really the, the, you can't miss or you can't once you've told that you can't you know you can't not, miss, you can't unsee yeah. that right. particular um, cannot uh, unsee yeah <laughs> yep that particular connection there. Wow, and the fact that. Melanie is the one to bring them once she's already been through it. That's right. She she, was reborn from the lake. Yes. Correct. So she knows the way already. And she is wet. So there's the image of water. Oh, yeah. Which is always a renewal. Um, It's very symbolic of birth and rebirth. We haven't caught a lot of these. Uh, these connections to like we, we you mentioned that when we were doing TV talk for last season there were there were a lot more of these. Yeah, they haven't done it as much this season because I would have caught it, but in this episode in particular, there were a lot of connections to to a rebirth or a renewal of sorts. Um, especially with like the butterfly leading them. Um, it I equate the butterfly to a dove myself. Um. I think that's almost the image they're trying to give us is, you know, the dove is leading them through, but it's a butterfly, you know, the chrysalis, it's mm-hmm. Rebirth. You know, coming out of the chrysalis. Yeah. And it's leading them. So, um, Melanie is, she came out of the chrysalis, which was, you know, her lake and all that. Um, and essentially she came out from where the egg was. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so potentially and, the egg gave birth to her. Correct. And now she is going through, you know, leading them through this place as well. And that's where the butterflies took them. Uh, the butterflies seem to be leading them to wherever they need to go. And then, you know, there's the laying of hands as well, which I find interesting. So people seem to know by instinct when they need to put their hands on something. And in this case, Barbie, who has never had to do that. First time for everything. Saw, right. Saw the butterfly land. And there was really no indication of anything there. And he put his hand there. And that's when the Rock doorway, yeah. gateway, whatever opened. And his sister, who came back to lead him, and that would be... If you die, you're supposed to see your relatives who have already passed. Oh, my goodness. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, sees his uh, previously dead sister in the light leading him out. So wow. There was a lot of symbology there. Not that he's dead, but that he's leaving and going to another place. So, Can I get an amen? <laughs> there was a lot of stuff happening. There was. Man alive. Hadn't thought about all that. See, that's why, again, folks, that's why we have Karen on this show to <laughs> catch all the literary, literary and uh, uh, significant uh, you know, connections there. And I'm here to say, ooh, butterflies and broken walls. Thank you. I should have become an anthropologist, I think. Oh. Well, they, you, you know. Can, they you can parlay this into a, uh, a, uh, an occupation in uh, anthropology. No, oh. No. <laughs> I would be an anthropology teacher. <laughs> that's that's what anthropologists do. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Pauline, we get we get back to uh, the school there, and it's Pauline talking to Rebecca, and she uh, is, and you you we're back to the kind of the spiritual connection. She feels she's paid for her sins, you know, to get her family safe, especially Junior, and uh, and so she thinks that. You know, her job is done and she's asking Rebecca to use the morphine to kill her because she's just in mm-hmm. so much pain anyway, which you can understand. Sure. And um, so so Rebecca goes ahead and uh, and does it. Now, that's, uh, you know, that was a that was a tough decision to make, I can imagine, on her part. Sure. 
But I mean, no one really wants to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In your brain, you you think, yes, definitely you want to end someone's pain if there's no other choice. But, you know, getting down to the nitty gritty, you really don't want to be the one to administer that dose of morphine. At no, the end. no. But she does it just as uh, Jim gets back with the saline and he she slips away. You know, Pauline uh, dies just, you know, in, in, in Big Jim's arms, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he finds out he sees the old syringe in Rebecca's hands and puts two and two together. Yeah. And it and makes a thousand. Oh, man. <laughs> well, it's interesting because he's he and Rebecca have this this disagreement about what the dome wants. And I'm thinking, folks, does anybody really know what the dome wants? You know? Yeah. At this um, point, I don't know that the, even the dome knows what it wants. No, I, I'm, well, I'm not entirely sure that the dome wants anything. Right. You know, it has any intent at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, my, my, uh, in the back of my head, I'm thinking there is some intent here. We've seen, you know, some, uh, evidence of it in season one again i wish we had seen some more of that in season two but mm-hmm. yes we're tr- we are trying to protect you whoever this we is that uh um nori's dead mother had the, the apparition of her said to them uh last season not enough with uh in, in this season but yeah so so there is some intent going on but you know i just yeah. there but but yeah we, all, that's the only thing we've had and so we've you got know, these, no, the dome wants this. No, the dome wants that. Well, you know, folks, you know, how, how do you know? I I am wondering if it's not some sort of like experiment to find out what people will do when things happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just sort of, a, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's turn the screws and see what happens to this. Yeah, well, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of um, snow globe imagery in this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, snow globe is just for like, you know, shaking up and watching the snowfall inside, and and not caring about like the people the dome, inside. Yeah, right. It's like the dome is putting the dome around the people, shaking it up, and see where all the snow falls. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know. That's just. It seems like that's what's happening, and people are getting this. You know, maybe the dome is sending this message. We'll protect you. Ha ha ha. You know. Oh, it's kind of a, uh, a it, it, they keep don't, them, not really meaning it. It was just, just, right. just, just stay there. We'll protect you. No, right. No, no, we're just going to keep them, you. to lull them into this false sense of security yeah. so that they'll go about their business. Well, if they were watching, they got a, a, a big, uh, understanding of big Jim, a huge iPhone. When he decides that, uh, you know, you, uh, put my wife out of her misery. I'm going to do the same for you. Wow. Melon yeah. sound effect. Oh man. That was and gory. So yeah. Even though we don't see it, you know, you kind of see it from behind Big yeah. Jim. Yeah, and you get a little sound effect thing there. The Foley oh, artist was doing effect. his job. Yeah, I'm guessing he hit a melon with a hammer. Mm. I I think that was the sound, but ooh. So Rebecca doesn't make it through season two. Nope. That was uh, yeah. That was, uh, I was a little shocked by that death. Mm. Well, Jim says goodbye to Pauline in, I guess, the best way he knows how. He goes to the shed and trashes the yep. paintings and burns the shed. Destruction. That's what, that's, and that's what Jim does, you know? Yeah. He's, he's trying to bargain with the dome, you know, I'm going to uh, yeah, bring her back. As we saying before, he wanted to bring you back, bring her back to life in the next three seconds, or I'm going to kill all your little, uh, uh, your little friends and your little dog too, no, yeah. Like, yeah, something like that. But yeah, uh, definitely. Barbie and Julia and the four, or six, seven, eight hands. Well, it's you know, you took what I cared for. Now I'm going to take what you care for. And he feels like the dome doesn't care for him anymore. The dome cares for its little precious hands. So, not taking into account that his wife was one of the hands. Ah, indeed, indeed. So. Yeah, one of them's gone already. In fact, three of them are gone. Lyle, Pauline, and... Uh, Angie. Angie, thank you. Lyle, Pauline, and Angie. Those are the only three that are gone, right? Unless you count Melanie. Yes, but she's back, yes. Doesn't really have a hand right now. (laughs) (laughs) Not that handy. 
Right. Oh, no, I see what you did there. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to do that, yeah. <laughs> well, the, there's some freaky, again, meteorological issues. It, it starts to rain outside. It stops raining and all that. And uh, uh, I, I'm trying to, you know, I don't, I guess it's the dome contracting, causing the rain. I guess it's pushing the moisture together and the higher sure. barometric. Except the usually a higher barometer. Well, a higher barometric pressure is because you've got a high pressure system pushing out the air. But in this case, there's no place to go. Right. So it's pushing down on the water and the air and compressing it. So it's making clouds. And making, making everybody pop their ears. Yeah. Oh, that would hurt. Too. It would, wouldn't it? Yes, it could. But then there's no place. Yeah, there's no, it's not like you're, uh, there's no place to get it uh, relieved. It's going to just, it's everywhere. Right. Now, I need to go back and watch this at some point to see if the rain stopping and starting coincides with anything. Oh. What if because it coincides it, with the Pauline dying? Uh, Pauline dying, Rebecca dying. Or the burning of the paintings. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Good, that's I don't true. know. Yeah. Or Tom dying. The lightning struck uh, when Tom died. That's true. That's Did true. the lightning strike? I think it was quite a, quite a bit later because this is all part of the escape now. Everybody's getting on... School buses to be bussed out to the uh, to the crater, mm-hmm. and Barbie's out there giving everybody a pep talk, and make, yep. trying to get everybody to and trying to get everybody to uh, uh, to get follow him. Get in the van. Yes, that's right. And so and we he have... manages to talk Nori into getting into the bus with her mother. Yes, which I thought was a, a very great thing that he did because Nori was adamant that she needed to stay out and and deal with the. Yep. Yeah, well, and that brings us to... And now, the Barbie of the Week. Pep Talk Barbie comes with emergency escape ladder, can be accessorized with Aragorn figure from Return of the King for inspiration, but sold separately. <laughs> this has been the Barbie of the Week. It's our last Barbie of the Week for the season. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I love that ladder. <laughs> that was a good ladder. They had a couple of them there. I took some. I was looking at screenshots, and uh, yeah, they had a couple of them going down there. So um, cool. some people have a, a good emergency preparedness plan at their homes. Yep. Do you think that Andrea's husband had that stashed away somewhere? He he probably had three of them. <laughs> yeah, at least. At least, man <laughs> alive. Yeah, that house. Yes, indeed. It's crazy town. Well, uh, you know, they're bringing the folks there. The gap's getting wider, you know, and, and then Julia is called to help at, at Andrea Gunnar's place. Yep. And, and, and oh, I, God. <laughs> there were, I mean, we've been there before and we've seen a few things here and there, but they really uh, showed it for what it is, you know, just a, something that ought to be on the, the Discovery Channel's hoarders. Is that the oh, Discovery yes. Channel or TLC? Well, yeah, the Discovery Network. Man alive. Yeah. Although it wasn't as bad as some of the houses I've seen on those shows. No, okay. I haven't watched it. I just, uh, uh, it's, it's like one of those train wreck uh, TV it shows I just don't want to watch. It is definitely a train wreck show. <laughs> it's one of those where, you know, if you're stuck in the house on a rainy day and there's nothing else on TV, sometimes you'll just stop on it and watch with your mouth agape. And I mean <laughs> nothing else on TV. Yes. And you think, well, I thought my house was dirty. <laughs> <laughs> feeling better now. Yes, minute. exactly. You can watch it again next week and feel even better. <laughs> well, Jim takes out Andrea just to um, keep her from, I guess, squealing that um, that Jim Jim did it. Okay, so, that was unnecessary. That was. It? I mean, he's he's. I, I think all his inhibitions are out the window. Mm. They've I escaped bad. out the ladder. Felt bad for her. Yeah, she. I mean, she didn't deserve it, and oh. she had been a very. Uh, she'd been a good, and she had been. Let me. If we we talked about this earlier, she had been very loyal to this man. Yep. She, in fact, so loyal that she switched sides on a dime. Yes. Whenever Big Jim talked. Oh man, she he 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 could count on her and psh, takes her yep. out. Boy, he does not care at all. I guess nope. that shows us, you know the. The uh, the extent of his particular anger at this point. Yep. And his amount of loyalty to people who show him loyalty. If <laughs> That is to say zero. If they're not useful to him, he doesn't care. Yep. And she was not useful to him. So, bye-bye. Thank you. Yeah. That was, 
she ran into a ghost? Is that oh, what man. happened? I just, the ghost shattered. I mean, didn't even bother, you know, coming close. Yeah. Just she didn't have any pills or cherries left. And uh, uh, Julia, you know, take, takes what she can to uh, make sure that she doesn't get. Uh, he, it looked like to me that Jim was planning on not just shooting her, but you know, torturing, torturing her, her or something like her. that. Yeah, yeah. And she gives him a knife to the foot. Okay, here's where I was thinking they could have done something really symbolic. With this story. At the end of last season, they showed the kids touching the dome and seeing Big Jim with a knife yes, wound to his yes, torso. All yeah. And she could have stabbed him in the torso. Right? That is true. And it could have been symbolic of what happened in the season finale last season. Maybe that's the first, you know, the first of four or whatever. Right. But... She stabs him in the foot. And I, I mean, I understand why she did it because she didn't want him to follow her quickly. So she put it in his foot to kind of, you know, hold him to the ground. It worked. But, you know, literal, literally, <laughs> <laughs> um, it would have been better if she had, you know, plunged the knife into like, I don't know, uh, his side or something. Yeah. Um, She'd have to reach up a little higher. I mean, the foot was right there. He wouldn't be able to see. But yeah, yeah. as yeah. far as, like you said, literal, literally, I'm having a tough time with that, too. Yeah, it's not it a great have, word. It would have, it would have uh, flown It would have tied back better. into yeah. last year, mm -hmm. yeah. So I just thought that would have been a good opportunity to tie it back into last year's season finale. But that's just me. Yep. I didn't write it. Well, Julie escapes, and she comes across uh, Junior. And this was... This was the showdown that we had been uh, looking for. Yeah. Junior has, you know, he's been, I don't know, kind of manic about his relationship with dad. He's been with him. He's been a dead set against him, dead set with him, you know, family. No, you're not my. So he's, he, he finally said, well, he, not finally. He's, he's kind of alluded to this in the past. I'm not your son anymore. Mm -hmm. And he's, I think he said I something. I don't think he's been on his dad's side for a while. Not in this series, a season? Well,. Not in the last uh, five or six episodes, at least. Hmm. Since his mom came back, he hasn't really. That's been true. On He's really his yeah, his, his uh, uh, loyalties have been to her mostly. Yep. And, and um, remember, don't call him Junior. I'm sorry. James. James. <laughs> well, James lifts the gun, and it's like, yeah, he's done this before. Is he or isn't yep. he? Yeah. And he is. Yeah, except he doesn't kill him. No, so he, one shot and he's a, gone. Yeah, yeah, there is still a spot there that you something know, you know is keeping him back. Yeah, yeah, but I do like what he says. Is that you know enjoy it? He says this is my town. Well, enjoy what's left of it, and you know that was telling. I mm -hmm. thought, mm -hmm. you know, you wanted power. Here you go. It's all this yours, is, buddy. This is what's left. Yeah. When we get back, everybody's, you know, going down the tunnel and uh, uh, or going down into the pit through the tunnels and whatnot. And finally, Julia gets there, you know, with the um, after having been waylaid by Jim. And they get to the gap and it's widening and widening and widening. And finally, she just can't. There's no way she's going to make it across after Barbie has made it across. Mm -hmm. So that I, I saw that coming. But, you know, it's one of these. You've got Jim pursuing you, pursuing Junior, who's coming down the pit to the same place where she's going to be. You know, he shows up, and uh, that, that that sets that uh, question up, what's going to happen with there, with that situation. Well, I know if I was Julia, I know what would have happened. What would you have done? I would have taken the gun from James and shot him. Walked back. Did yeah. James bring the gun with him? Yeah, I guess he did. He yeah. didn't just drop and run. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Big Jim is a collateral that needs to go at this point. <laughs> that needs to go. Um, you know, she's stuck there with James. He's ready to take him out. So take him out first. That's all I say, you know. That might still happen. Yeah, they have to do something. They can't let him live. Because she's there with Junior and the gun. <laughs> she's there with James <laughs> yeah. and the gun. And yep. it could it could still happen. Yeah, I you know, for a character that I really hated last year, that was a psychopath. Mm -hmm. James, I'm I like him now. He's kind of redeemed I don't know himself. About you. Yeah, I like him. 
Uh-huh. And I think that almost started when he retaliated against those two boys that killed Rose last season. I think that was the turning point. Yeah, I think that was when he realized he needed to uh, do something good. Uh, and doing that was good, even though it was overkill. But he knew they were inside this contained environment. And you know how I feel about that. But yeah, that was him realizing that things were different under the dome and he needed to shape up. He needed so. to um, mature a bit. Step up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take his place. And that he needed to be better for Angie, I think. So. Well, and now cra- he wants to be better for Melanie, I guess. Uh, which is well, yeah. Well, he keeps weird. He keeps uh, falling in love with girls who die, or at least disappear, are dead, or are already dead. Yeah. <laughs> or wow. dated his uncle. It's, he's he's got he's having a bad time. He's he's having as 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 good a time with women as his mom has with men. Oh man. Yeah. She passed like, it down. Like mother, like son. There you go. I guess. That's bad. So our entire town or what's left of them. Now, that's it. I, I was thinking the whole town fit in the tunnels. I guess there must not be that many left. I didn't think mm. there was that much death and destruction prior to this, but it, it sounded like everybody was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. Although, yeah. And then yeah. we get lots of butterflies. We get the monarchs. That was really pretty. It was. Mm-hmm. And they reveal this wonderful, they're all on this rock wall. And then we've talked about this, uh, you know, this, um, this allusion to life and the rebirth and that sort of thing. And one butterfly lands on Barbie. And I was listening to the, uh, the music at that point, and they were playing the little, uh, tune from the Hunger Games that, you know, in, in, in the first, uh, the first movie that the Mockingjays that they use as, oh. uh, that the Mockingjays are going to sing, yeah, I'm going to whistle oh. this and then you'll know it's me. And oh. I can't remember the uh, the characters and whatnot, but... Nah, dun, 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 dun. Exactly. They used that that exact four-note hmm. motif. Then they changed it. Dun, 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 dun. Or they did a little higher, yeah, a little lower, it. something yeah. changed a little bit. But that first, the first time they use it, with the butterfly laying on them, they use the Mockingjays. Interesting. Uh, there, yeah. Trying to put you in that mind. I, I I guess I'm not sure exactly what the what the connection is, um, but we will have a uh, a feedback a little later from Justine, and she she mentions it. She doesn't mention that, but she does mention the Hunger Games and a uh, uh, a kind of a, a connection with that, a different connection. Um, so there was a couple of things there that uh, two you know two different great minds thinking alike here. Um, cool. So yeah. And so he lays his hands, lays his hands on the rock, and uh, the monarchs move mountains for Mel. There's another alliteration. <laughs> nice. And she's yep. drenched. And I'm thinking, did she go back into the lake or something? Well, again, water, rebirth. Yeah. It was what needed to be right then. That's all. So. So. We'll yeah. find out, hopefully. We better. <laughs> yeah, well. There had better be a season three. We have not heard any rumblings from uh, CBS nah. yet about that. We'll find out in a couple of weeks, I think. But I hope so. There's some other uh, one of the other one of another uh, of the hosts of a GSM podcast, Michael R, wrote a uh, an article for uh, some other website about uh, four sci-fi series that uh, that need to be renewed. You know, kind of they haven't heard yet, and they really should be. And Under the Dome was one of them. Mm. Um, but there was one, uh, and I forget which one it was. I think it was Continuum or something like that. That mm-hmm. it's been, it's been months. It's been two months or so, yep. and uh, they were supposed to hear in August, and now here we are near the end of September. And um, so there's no guarantee, unfortunately. But it would be really nice to hear. Yeah. Well, what's Continuum's going on. a Canadian series. Yes, that's true. So it has different standards. I think that under the dome, we need to know earlier in order for them to you know, have a commitment from the actors and things like that. So, well, here's there's a, there's a different set of rules, but yes, we do need to know. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> Please. We got all these questions. We need some answers. Right. Plus I want to do this again with you next year. That'd be wonderful. I would love it. Me too. I'd love to do it with you. Folks, uh, speaking of uh, podcasting with each other, we're going to be doing it tomorrow night too. 
That's right. If you watch Person of Interest. Which you should be. You should. Oh, man. Daryl Darnell and I are going to be doing that show. We've already done the catch-up episode, the the story so far kind of thing. But Daryl is busy in Hawaii with his family right now. And so he can't do the the podcast for the premiere. So Karen is I will be filling in. in his stead. Yes. Yep. All right. Because the show be is amazing. It is. You're going to love it. Okay, but we have some uh, we have some bad news right at this point. <sighs> Need to go through our body count. I'm, I'm I'm sorry, our list of the dearly departed. Yes, we lost Tom Tilton. His cause of death was by lightning, with an assist from farm equipment. Mm-hmm. We lost Pauline Rennie, art teacher Aww. and prophet. Via assisted suicide with an assist from Rebecca Pine. Speaking of which. Speaking of Rebecca Pine. <laughs> Rebecca Pine died of a hammer to the head with an assist from Jim Rennie. And speaking of Jim Rennie. Andrea Ganell. She died with a bullet to the head with an assist from Jim Rennie. Again, Jim Rennie. <laughs> well, you know, he's he doesn't do much dying himself, but he does a lot of assisting. Yeah, he he helps it along. <laughs> and Melanie Cross was found, though she's a bit drenched. Yep. A little wet. Just definitely. a tad. And I don't know if she's really found. Are we really? Are you I sure mean, that's really her? Is that, I guess, that what you're well, saying? Well, but, and where is she? Oh. So we'll see. In the light there, we're not sure where she yeah, is. I don't know where that is. Where is that? I don't know. Where are they going? Is that an apparition? We have some uh, ideas in the letters to the editor section. Mm -hmm. So we're going to move right on into that. I like that tune. Me too. Alrighty. We had some other... Well, first of all, I, uh, I had another potential Barbie of the week that I was thinking about. And then we had a couple other uh, listener Barbies of the week. Uh, one of one of the things I was thinking about was helper Barbie, and this is when he's trying to get Tom, you know, uh, get that farm equipment off of him. Helper Barbie comes with a crowbar and a Tesla coil for realistic lightning. <laughs> Tesla coil. <laughs> yeah. Now, how come he didn't get shocked? Not that I'm upset. Well, I, mean, I, I was wondering if, live, so. if that if the uh, I thought the lightning was after he. You know, started getting the little boy out of the way. Okay, so he backed away. I think then he backed the away. Hit. Okay. And zap. He, you know, he still would have been because the but... dome doesn't want to kill Barbie. I see. So they say. <laughs> All right, Sir Wayne Henderson from Under the Dome Radio at underthedomeradio dot com. He came with. <laughs> he had a great one. Shot through Shot the heart. Through the heart. <laughs> you're too vain. Barbie. Shot through the heart, Barbie. Includes bonus Bon Jovi song automatically installed on your iPhone. <laughs> like you do. Yes, indeedy. For those and by the you... way, Wayne, <coughs> Android. No. <laughs> for those of you Not who missed it. we're fighting it, over that. But... No, you wouldn't. No. For no. those of you who missed it, the uh, when the iPhone uh, 6 came out, they automatically downloaded a, a U2 album to everybody's iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Now they know, and you know they can put anything they want on your machine. Thank you. Yep. And for those of those people that bought the i iPhone six, welcome to Android. <laughs> yes, really. <laughs> We've had that for a few years already. iPhones, <laughs> iPhone twenty fourteen is Android twenty twelve. Okay, <laughs> Sir Troy Heinrichs, who also likes his Apple products, I'm aware. Yeah. Also from underthedomeradio.com. dot com. Uh, he <laughs> he had. Bad Touch Barbie comes with ability to scare children and crumble stone walls. Now, it's not really Bad Touch Barbie. It's I think, just, you know. I think it was a good touch to get rid of the yeah. stone wall. Yeah, me too. And good touch to save the child, too. Yes. But anyway, yeah. thank Troy. you, guys. Thanks so much. Troy. <laughs> bad. Bad Troy. Bad Troy. Yeah. Thank you for your... Your submissions, though. We like, we like them. Oh, yes. They're all good. And I got to sing some Bon Jovi. So thanks, <laughs> Wayne. We had a, a listener feedback from last week's episode. After we had recorded 
last week's uh, podcast episode, Leo wrote, and he was talking about the uh, the lima beans. He said, hi, Karen and Doug. This is Leo, your school news reporter. Thank you, Leo. The home economics class reports that fresh lima beans are quite tasty. <laughs> fresh, <laughs> fresh garden succotash is a highly nutritious summertime treat. And just saying succotash brings a smile to one's face. Hey, if you don't like it, succotash. Now that that was me. That was you. Thank you. And so he says, "Don't malign lima beans." I'm sorry. Succotash is lima beans and corn. Yes. Okay. I like corn, but again, you know, it looks the same going in as it does coming out. So you just you'd, you'd rather detriment. not you'd rather not have the succa, just the tash part, huh? Sure. All right. Uh, Leo continues. Due to parental concerns, the high school biology blood type test will no longer be performed in Chester's Mills schools. The purposeful extraction of bodily fluids is now verboten in all classrooms. Mm. There's been a lot of a lot of that going on. The communication class is enjoying reading the Chester's Mill Gazette. Great. They're reading Yay. it in class. They report that Karen's laugh is infectious. Aww. And we hope to be able to read it next year. Thanks. That's nice. We hope to be able to produce it next year. Yes, definitely. We and hope I'll there, laugh. We next hope year there too. is a next year. That's right. Maybe and what, if you if you I, watch Sleepy Hollow, you can hear my laugh there. That's right. Maybe I need to get a little, you know, sound of your laugh on the soundboard here. We can Aww. use it in person of interest. Well, is there a lot of laughing on the person of interest? <laughs> I don't know. Person of interest is not really that uh cute. Well, there are really some that... they the, the characters do have some great lines. That's true. Definitely. Every time fuss goes on, we'll, we'll make it. We'll have your laugh. Or Shaw and John. <laughs> there was a lot of that happening this week. But again, foreshadowing for tomorrow's podcast. Yes, indeed. Okay, so we got another feedback from Andrew, who is submitting his wine column for this week. And this week he reviews Jim's Red, Barbie's Barbaresco, and Julia's Rosé. Jim's Red is a very sour-tasting wine with a strong bouquet that will go straight to your head. Nice. Too much of this will make you lose control. The Barbie Barbaresco has a strong manly first impression, but falls off. It doesn't hang around. No, no. The Julia's Rosé is light, hints of spice, and a velvety feel, but is overshadowed by the other wines. Tonight's dinner banquet suffered from too many overcooked dishes and nonsensical combinations. I think that's a, uh, that's a review. Yeah, I think so, too. Of more than just wines. I think so, too. Cheers, Andrew R. from Montreal. All righty. Thank you, Andrew. And now we have Justina, our investigative reporter. Hi, Justina. Hi, this is Justina, investigative reporter for the Chester's Mill Gazette. So the dome is not done with the monarch. Julia must stay until the dome is done with her. Lyle's prophecy came true in a way. He was talking about walls of fire, and then Jim set the art studio on fire. So the people of Chester's Mill are being led to a new salvation. But what if they're going from one controlled environment, under the dome, to a new controlled environment, with a new set of challenges, similar to what happens in the Hunger Games, in each different arena, where the game makers make a new set of challenges for people to face. I guess we'll just have to wait and see if we get a season three. I would like to thank Doug and Karen for taking time out of their day each week to publish this paper because I have really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Now, could somebody tell me how to get from Chester's Mill to Sleepy Hollow? I think I have a prophecy. Ah. <laughs> yep, I think she does too. I liked her because we hadn't really talked about uh, the the vision that Lyle had about the flames, and sure enough, yes, he's burning down the uh, the shed, the art studio. Yep. Well, at least they tied that into this week's episode. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I, but I missed but that. I, that that was a good catcher. Me too. A little too late for that prophecy. <laughs> and then the old idea of going from one controlled environment to another. Wow. Yeah. Where are they sending these folks? Because yeah. you know. They're getting out, but you know, are we leaving the frying pan to go to the fire? Mm -hmm. That's a very interesting. Now, the couple walking into the light. Um, 
the the only couple I can see standing in a like a doorway would be Julian Junior. Hmm. That's the only couple standing in a doorway. Maybe it's just not. Maybe it's not necessarily to mean two a exactly two people, but yeah, but. You know, a oh, group. the town. Maybe a group. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. taking stabs at it too. Stabs, get it? There we go. All right, oh. sorry. Nice. But yeah, I, well, no, you don't have to great... hammer it home, Doug. <laughs> I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying not to. Oh, Justina, those are great. And another Hunger Game, you know, illusion. Yeah. There, you know, that was that yeah. was good. That was good. Justina, so insightful. We have loved your reports. Yes, season, thanks Justina. so much. And we have enjoyed Barb's political cartoon lampoonist person, and mm-hmm. she actually got a a a message to us. She is out in Hawaii at the same thing that uh, the Darnells are at Grr. at the uh, yes at the lost ten year anniversary. And she says aloha, Karen and Doug. Aloha. This mahalo. is a mahalo. You got to say with the with a nice you know deep basundo. This is oh do you. Mahalo. Mahalo. This is Barb, your political cartoon lampoonist, writing in for my special assignment on a mysterious island. I know know you are wondering how I could submit a report this week, but I had a strange vision. Mm -hmm. I think Chester's Mill needs to change its name to Murderer's Haven. Yeah, seriously, right? And interestingly, I have been watching, I've been catching up on the... The series called Haven, which is based on another Stephen mm-hmm. King True. book, but very loosely story. based on it, as, as I yep. understand. Mm-hmm. Very loosely based. Murderer's Haven. Either that or it's the old The Dome Made Me Do It excuse. Mm-hmm. And everybody's got their own idea of what The Dome wants to think, what it is thinking. Yeah, that's exactly right. She says, sorry to see Dr. Science go. She was quirky comic relief. I guess Junior didn't want to kill Daddy Dearest, since we know he's part of the Killer Brigade. And it will be interesting to see how Daddy handles this betrayal in Season 3. Not surprised to see Barbie as the new monarch, since we have another brother-sister connection. Are they all dead? No, I don't think so. But we know that Melanie was dead, and dead is dead, after all. That's another lost reference. Yep. Thanks. And are they all dead is also a lost yeah, reference. Yeah, that's are they true. dead yes. the whole time? The whole group, that's no, true. No, they were not dead the whole time, people. <laughs> I'm hammering this home. No. Okay. She continues, thanks for an entertaining season, guys. Gotta run. Some strange black smoke seems to be blowing in. Barb. What was with that black smoke? I don't know. They never explained that. Well, Barb, thanks a lot. Yes, have a great time in Hawaii. Loved Barb, too. Well, I still love Barb. Yeah, we still do. Yeah. Definitely. I'm very jealous that she's in Hawaii as well. Um, so we also have a final report from Corey from the local film and entertainment section. This week, the Chester's Mill Theater 3 will be hosting a charity screening of Lemony Snicket's Secrets of Unfortunate Events with all proceeds going to our local farmers who are really doing it tough. Yeah. A series of a lot of unfortunate events, indeed. A lot. And, and those events being being hammered in the head and, and not lightning. very lemony no no <laughs> not very lemony kind of a coppery aftertaste i would think <laughs> is not what being hit by lightning would do you oh yes well you know yeah yeah definitely thanks so, yeah. Corey. we appreciate that we appreciate everybody who has written and we've had a lot of great feedback folks we really enjoyed this in this particular season and it has been a really good time definitely I'm going to miss this. Yeah. We well, got to do can, it next year. You, we absolutely. And you can keep up with everything that's going on in Golden Spiral Mediaville. Is that a place? By becoming a fan <laughs> of Golden Spiral Media on Facebook. And see, that way, if we do have a season three and we're going to be podcasting about it, you'll be the first to know. That's right. So there you go. And, uh, and we will, if we have any announcements about, um, a new season, if that gets actually uh, announced, we'll post it on the Facebook page. We might even throw a little Wait. extra edition of the Chester's Mill Gazette out just to to announce sure. that. So keep us in your iTunes list. 
And if there's any news about maybe the cast or something like that, it's earth shattering, earth shattering, um, you know, you never know. Is it earth shattering. Is that what Barbie did with his hand on the... Oh, you never know. Sorry about that. Could be. I see what you did there. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, one of the cast might have something incredible coming up and we might get an opportunity to talk to them. Who knows? We'll be around. So keep an eye out for us. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much for reading this this volume. These uh, 15 volumes of the Chester's Mill Gazette for season two. I'm Doug walking toward the light. Don't go towards the light. And I'm Karen hoping that Julia and James can stay one step ahead of Big Jim until next summer. Chester's Mill Gazette is presented by Golden Spiral Media at goldenspiralmedia.com. <laughs>